Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here at the My Comic Universe podcast. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your other host, Brandon. And we have a great episode for our fans today. Today, we're going to talk all about Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about Blue Beetle. Yeah, me the too. The movie just came out, and I can't wait to talk more about this character. Me too. He's one of my favorites from the DC Comics universe. Now, we are going to, we got a lot to discuss, so we're going to talk about the new movie. We're going to talk about who the character is, give you a little backstory on him, uh, and some of the other previous uh, uh, Blue Beetles. We're also going to discuss some of the other TV series that we've seen Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle in. And of course, we have great fun facts about the character and some awesome comic book recommendations for you. Yeah, so if you're a Blue Beetle fan, make sure you listen to the whole episode. The new Blue Beetle movie, directed by Angel Miguel Soto, starring Zolo Moderna, Bruna Marquezini, George Lopez, and Susan Sarandon, has just come out and we're excited because it's the first time we've seen blue beetle on the big screen yeah it's so awesome uh been a big fan since young justice exactly Uh, but before we get into the movie let's talk a little bit about jaime reyes you know from the comics and just a little bit about the character yeah let's do it so who is jaime reyes brandon well Jaime Reyes is a teenager from El Paso, Texas, which is a little bit different than in the movie. Um, but yeah, he finds the scarab while returning from school. And then the scarab fuses with Jaime's spine, you know, granting him, you know, these incredible powers. Uh, so, I mean, that's really all you need to know. You know, he's a teenager, you know, so he's got that uh, bit of difference from some of the other adult heroes. Right. You know, so he has to deal with being a teenager and, you know, being a hero. And like another, you know, thing about Jaime is that he doesn't necessarily want these powers. Right. You know, like he's not interested in a life with superpowers. He's always arguing with the scarab, you know, trying to stop it from doing things. He just wants to be a normal kid. He loves skateboarding just like Miles and all the other heroes from like Marvel and DC. For some reason, they all love skateboarding and he just wants to be a kid, you know? Exactly. So there's, you know, some differences there from like a lot of the heroes, which makes, you know, Jaime very, you know, just different from, you know, what we're used to seeing. And then, you know, he's the first, you know, uh, Latin, you know, superhero. Uh, So that um, is something different that we haven't gotten um, from DC, you know, or right. Marvel, you yeah. Know? So that's a big thing. It's also cool because you know we have uh, like other elements of like outside uh, alien technology involved with his character. He's a little more advanced as a character than some of the other heroes that we meet in the DC Comics universe. So it's like it adds a new layer and dimension uh, beyond just like our Green Lantern core, you know. It adds more to the DC Comics universe, but it really adds more to this DC universe that we're building in the movies. Yeah, so I mean, Jaime Reyes is an awesome character. We're so excited that this movie came out. Brian, what did you think about this movie? Yes. I liked it. I honestly, I thought it was great. It was fun to watch. There was some great moments. It followed most of those, you know, simple, hey, this is a comic book superhero movie. Uh, Like, it followed that scale of, like, you know, him adapting with his powers and trying to learn who he is and not figuring out who he he wants to be as a hero, you know? So it did a very good job of that. Um, 
there were a few questionable points in the movie, but like it was mostly surrounding like some of the visuals. The visual effects were a little bit on the laggy side, but it was a lot more lower budget than your typical, you know, comic book movie. Yeah. Though, so that's probably part of. It. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, one of the things with this movie is that it was meant to be straight to streaming. Yeah. You know, and then they ended up putting it out in theaters uh, because it's kind of like a standalone movie you know it can kind of fit in any universe so it was easy for dc to kind of put out while we're in this transition phase right exactly i really like the uh camaraderie that uh jaime has with his not only just his like his siblings and his family but uh with you know with his love interest and everybody he's very well connected he's a very humble character in this movie and I like that in Yeah, him. I think that's one of my favorite things about the movie is just yeah, the connection and the the way all the other characters like, you know, just worked with each other, you know, related to each other, just that theme of family, you know. Uh, that was really good. I I really liked the movie overall. I thought yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you did. You really enjoyed it too, I right? thought it was cool. Um, the, a few complaints, like I did think that, like you said, like some of it is derivative, you know, so not yeah. too much um, uniqueness to the movie, you know? Like there's a lot of like visuals or like just themes that we've seen in a lot of other comic book movies. And then, yeah, because it's a little bit lower budget, uh, you know, towards the end of the movie, some of the visuals, you know, were lacking. But that aside, like, I thought the movie was great. You know, the characters were great. Um, the cast was awesome. I thought they were, yeah. you know, cast great. Like, Zolo did great. Bruna was great. Uh, A surprise uh, casting in George, George Lopez. George Lopez was awesome. Like, he, he was really was funny. was pretty you know? so good in it. I it's thought like, he was good. I, yeah. You know, after watching some of the trailers, I was kind of, like, iffy on it, you yeah. know, but... You know, actually watching the movie, like, I liked it a lot more. Yeah, he does a good uh, Rudy Reyes, yeah. for sure. I liked him in that role. Honestly, if it does transition to where we see more of them in the future, hopefully Rudy will be kind of like how, uh, you know, Michael Pena is in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Kind of like the quick-talking, like, you know, background character yeah. who's, like, always got something goofy to say, you know? Yeah. I would like that out of him. you got to force him to come out. What do you... <sighs> You're a genius. Well, I know. But what I say? No, 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 no. It's like Batman stuff. Batman's a fascist. Mm -hmm, but yeah, I mean, it was a good movie. It was a fun, standalone movie. You know, if you're just looking to, you know, have a good time and watch a fun comic book movie, you know, you like comic book movies. Yeah. Like, this is a great movie to watch. So here's the thing I'm curious about, though, Brandon. Um... Do you think this movie is a good transition for the character to be brought into the DCU? Um, honestly, it could go either way because, like I said, the movie is such a standalone movie. It can right. kind of fit in any universe. And the way that it's kind of been described by, like, James Gunn um, and other media outlets, it kind of just seems like the movie is not necessarily going to carry over to the new universe. Right. But the character will. See, that's what I want to know. And that's what so, I'm excited yeah, for. Yeah, that's what it kind of seems like. Um, so it just kind of seems like this is just taking place in a different universe. Mm -hmm. This is a different Jaime Reyes than we're going to see. But the Jaime Reyes that's going to be in the DCU will still be played by Zolo. Um, but it won't be the same Blue Beetle that we've seen in this movie. And right. I know that could be a little confusing, but... Zolo. Let's real quickly... 
I got to give him a shout out. That was a great performance. As yeah, Jaime he was Reyes. awesome. You know, really liked him in Cobra Kai. So yeah. I was excited to see him in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he did a great job. You know, didn't disappoint. Not at all. He was really excited for this role. I saw him in a couple other interviews where he was like, this was something I was waiting for for a long time to play a superhero that could really bring out the inner, like me and the character. And it it reflects on who he is as a person, who where he comes from. And it's just... It's a nice little simple message to the character, and I think they did a great job bringing him in. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, from the moment I saw those first set photos of him in the suit, you know, I knew it was going to be great. I love in the movie that they do reference both Dan Garrett and Ted Kord. Yeah. I thought that was phenomenal because those were the original two because we know that Jaime Reyes is the third uh, rend- uh, it, the third Blue Beetle. So they do a good job at referencing both Dan Garrett and Ted Cord in the movie. And yeah, I like that. Me too. I thought that was a great way that they handled that. And throughout the whole movie, they do a great job of interweaving it. It's not too solely focused on, you know, like, hey, we need you to, to understand who Ted Cord and Dan Garrett are. They're just referenced. And it's very, and the way they do it is very subtle. As well as the build-up to the patriarchal-like setup between um, Jenny and uh, Victoria being connected to Ted. Yeah. So I like how they built that up. I like how they put place that in because this movie is about family. And we see the Reyes family and how connected they are and how pulled together they are. And then we see how the how disenfranchised and disconnected the cord family is and how they're against each other so it's like it's a nice uh, just just between the two families and it plays very well in this movie yeah and then i mean there's so many differences between these characters as well you know which is why having a movie focused on jaime is so cool you know like you know these other blue beetles like they didn't have an organic connection to the scarab right you know jaime did you know and like Jaime's also just a teenager where they were an adult, you know, so that was kind of one of the points I was making earlier is exactly. that, you know, how he's different, you know, he's just a young kid who doesn't even want this, you know, whereas the other two, you know, like, they, they, were, they different. were, yeah, they were different because Dan was like kind of a, like an adventurer archaeologist. And when he found the scarab, I mean, he was able to, you know, en- enhance his own suit with it, but not actually fuse with it. And exactly. Ted only was able to learn from Dan's research in order to make his own technology off of like the Scarab's technology but he never was able to fuse with it so yeah Jaime is the first one to ever have a symbiotic relationship with the Scarab. Exactly it chose him so yeah that was really cool and that's why I'm really glad that this first Blue Beetle movie didn't focus on Ted Cord or you know uh, just one of the other Blue Beetles in general so I'm glad that we got this movie focused on Jaime and I'm excited to see, you know, what he's going to be like in the new DCU. I, I I am too. Honestly, the way that they've put him into this movie, I I think it did a great job of like bringing us centerfold to a brand new type of character that we've been wanting a fresh take in the DCU. And this is a good start. Whatever you can imagine, I can create. Yeah, that's more like it. for your family makes you weak you're wrong my family that's what makes me strong oh i forgot how bad it looks target the family 
sorry, my mom. Jaime? You are a superhero, cabron. Y'all take shots. Y'all aim up. Whoa! You're the blue beetle. We've seen Jaime Reyes in other, you know, forms of media before. He's right. been in Young Justice, and he's been in The Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Um, I mean, I became a huge Jaime Reyes fan after Young Justice. Uh, that's where I really got introduced to him and then kind of started picking up some comics and learning about, you know, Blue Beetle even more. And, you know, like, I really love uh, just how Young Justice handled it. I love that season two, you know, with the reach right. and everything. What I about like you, Brian. You I, like me, Young Justice? I, I love Young Justice, but for me, I think the first time I really got involved uh, with the character Jaime Reyes was when I started getting back into comics in 2011. I started reading the new 52s that were coming out, and I did pick up the Blue Beetle new 52, and I liked it immediately. So yeah, I was like, they changed his origin in that one. Yeah, they did little, change yeah. his origin. But then when I went back to read the original Blue Be- Beetle series after Infinite Crisis, I still loved the character. I was yeah. still very intrigued by the character. And even in the Rebirth series, I, I had to pick up those issues because I was like really excited that they were continuing Blue Beetle. But honestly, at this point, and I, I just think that uh, he's evolved to the point where I think he's a staple in the DC universe. Yeah, and I think... yeah. Not only the comics helped with that, but like I said, some of the other uh, shows he's been in has helped. And now this movie. Uh, But, uh, you know, I mentioned the reach a little earlier. Did you know that um, they were talking about if they were to get a sequel to this movie, that the sequel would be about the reach? You know, we were talking a little bit briefly about this. Even after we left the theater, when we saw the movie, we were like, wouldn't it be interesting if they kind of touch on the reach story in in a sequel or if they are going to do that? I, I like that we discussed that and... I'm glad that you brought that up again because it's it's actually a very interesting point. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, the Reach are the alien race that uh, created the Scarab. Right. So yeah, it would be cool if we got like a sequel that kind of focused on, you know, who the Reach are and then that uh, Jaime is kind of like a weapon that's going to be used to take over the world. I mean, that could really build up a catastrophic event enough to summon summon a team to handle this kind of a threat to the earth and we ain't talking about the avengers here folks we're talking about the justice league yeah so i mean that's why it's like we'll see what happens with these movies going forward like if it if the movie will be in continuity or if just the character right you know because that's why i kind of don't think that the sequel will happen mm-hmm. uh the movie is just financially not doing so yeah. well. Like it did, it is getting a lot of like audience and critical praise. Right, uh, it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, um, but it's just not doing as well financially. Um, so that's why I can see them not moving along with the sequel and then kind of just pushing the character to the DCU um, and not keep the movie continuity. Yeah, it's been a rough year. It's been a rough summer for movies this yeah. year. So I honestly think the the reception of the film is coming from the praise, but not really from the box office results. And it, it will turn around maybe when they come to a streaming or digital platform. But honestly, uh, it's it's been a little laggy in those results. And a sequel, it's possible, but it's more than likely not going to happen. So I see the character, be- just the character being brought into the DCU. Exactly. But the idea of a sequel about the Reach does sound pretty cool. Negative. 
Containment pod has neutralized all combat systems. <gasps> Providing translation. The Scarab's memory files are corrupted. Only recoverable data is from the last eight months. That is, since it fused with this host body. In fact, I was just reviewing the point of insertion. Spare me the details. If the Scarab is off-mode, perform a reboot. I'd rather assess the cause of the crash, Ambassador, to make certain it cannot happen again. No, scientist. Admit it. You just enjoy playing with the meat. Well, there's that too. So the new Blue Beetle movie is worth it. I think it was great. And you know what? Get yourself out there and go see it. Yeah, it was such a fun movie. We really love this part of our episode where we talk about some interesting fun facts. And we're going to talk about some interesting fun facts about Blue Beetle. Yeah. So uh, just to kick things off, let's talk a little bit about him in the comics. So Jaime Reyes' first appearance is in Infinite Crisis number three, which released in 2006. It was created by writers Keith Giffen and John Rogers, and by artist Coley Hamner. So if you haven't picked up that comic, definitely pick that one up. Definitely, if you are interested in understanding and reading up on the origin of Jaime Reyes, this is the one you want. Yeah. And then, so he's also been a part of teams like Teen Titans, The Outsiders, and Justice League in different comics, which is pretty cool, you know, so... We there's a lot of potential for him in you know the future of the DCU. Yeah, that's true. The fact that he's been in the Justice League and other groups is the fact that Blue Beetle's been in other groups. Even Ted Court, he was part of Justice League International. He yep. was a main supporter and team member of Justice League International. Which leads me to believe that there could be a Justice League International movie on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, like, hinted that, like, Ted Kord was, you know, well-known. Well, maybe not Ted Kord specifically, um, be- um, but the character Blue Beetle, you know, was well-known uh, by the character Rudy. You know, he was a big fan. Right. Which, by the way, Brandon, Ted Kord is technically the second Blue Beetle, which was created by the one and only Steve Ditko and Len Wein. What nice. a duo yeah. to, to create a iconic character like Blue Beetle, Ted Kord. Uh, he debuted in Captain Adam number 83, uh, and Ted has been just like a staple. Like I said, he was part of the Justice League International. He's an inventor and an athlete, and it, you know he created all this high-tech, like all these gadgets that we saw in the movie, and we've actually seen in other like TV series as well with Blue Beetle. Yeah, and I love how he's still connected to Jaime Reyes, you know, and his origin and everything. Right. Yeah, and then um, this is a little fact. Um, you you might have picked it up in the movie, but it was easy to miss. The Scarab has a name. Uh, the oh, Scarab's right. name is Kajida. Yeah, that's right. So just a little, you know, interesting fact for you guys. Um, and then another one is like, unlike most superheroes, uh, Jaime Reyes' friends and family kind of, you know, know about his secret identity, you know, pretty much right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So this is That's a true. much different take on the secret identity trope than most superheroes, which is, you know, uh, 
fun thing to add to this character you know so when you're kind of reading the comics or watching some of the other things he's in you know like this is a big part of the story yeah especially in the movie yeah no that makes sense and this is a character that's breaking the dc comics like rule of like exposing yourself as a hero look at batman look at superman they have secret identities i like that little fun fact yeah, about Jaime a little, Reyes uh, little bit different yeah, yeah. a lot of the, that were what we're used to cool and then so we did mention the reach and you know how they're an yes. alien race that created the scarab right you know the scarab is alien technology uh so here's a little fun fact around that so in the comics jaime had a romantic relationship with the member of the reach oh yeah so what? he kind of had a relationship with an alien <laughs> oh that's crazy yeah it's kind of weird <laughs> it is but at the same time it, it makes a lot of sense because you know he's infused with the alien yeah technology. they kind of become one you they, know yeah i can see so, that yeah it's interesting <laughs> Maybe there may be something in the horizon in the DCU where they might have some sort of a love interest from, you know, outside. It's in, possible. I mean, alien it love sound, interest. sounds like they were planning uh, to introduce the reach, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so who knows with everything changing. It's hard to say. Yeah. And then the last fun fact that I have is um, so we saw in the movie, you know, how the scarab communicates with Jaime, um, but. In reality, Jaime is communicating with the Scarab in a language that only he can understand. To everyone else, it just sounds like alien gibberish. Right. Which is funny, you know, like they do that in Young Justice, how you can kind of see him arguing with the Scarab. Yeah, that's and he's, right. You know, it just sounds like he's speaking gibberish and they're just like, what is he saying? Yeah, what are you talking? <laughs> yeah. And he, it always seems like he's talking to himself and they think he's crazy. That too. <laughs> like, yeah, I kind of wish they played that up a little bit more in the movie, you know, of him like arguing with the Scarab and just that conflict they have, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. But- but the one scene where, like, he, he, he like, the scare, he actually control, finally controls the scarab from actually reacting. It actually did a very good job of how we see that relationship between him and the scarab has evolved as this short time has. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I think it'll be interesting to kind of show where in this first movie, it kind of showed how they had some conflict, but then they kind of came together and they started becoming one. So it'd be interesting to kind of show as time goes on, how that relationship continues, you know, do they start arguing more, um, you know, or, you know, what happens with that? Right. Good. Now kill the impulse so he cannot change his mind. Keep quiet. There is no reason to believe the impulse's predictions. Perpetuating concern would be a strategic error, putting us at risk of persecution, or worse. Yeah. Stop, Jaime Reyes. This is a tactical error. No. You were warned, Jaime Reyes. This scarab could not allow this tactic to succeed. Listen to the Nightwing. His logic is flawless. Well, these are like a lot of great fun facts that know more about Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes, or any of the other Blue Beetles. We'll put our list of all these fun facts for you up at mycomicuniverse.com. Check it out. All right. Well, we finally reached our favorite part of the episode, our comic book recommendations for Blue Beetle. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Blue Beetle fan or if you watch the movie and you want to learn more about Blue Beetle, These are definitely some comic books you should check out. Okay, so the first one on our list is going to be Infinite Crisis. This is the story that brought us the character Jaime Reyes. Uh, It's another major crossover event where Ted Kord uh, plays a significant role. uh, And we see a, a, a shift between the second Blue Beetle to the third Blue Beetle. Uh, yeah. This is one of those stories that you're going to want to get. It was written by Jeff Johns, and it has a numerous amount of various artists in it. So 
Uh, we will put it on our list with the names of the artists um, so you know who's involved, but it does have various artists uh, within the episode. Yeah, I mean, Infinite, issue. Yeah, Infinite Crisis was great. And then also, if you are interested in learning more about like the crisis events or you know what's going on with dc check out one of our previous episodes dawn of dc right we go into the crisis events a little bit more so the next one on our list is countdown to infinite crisis now this is a prelude to infinite crisis and this will like give you a little bit of backstory it gives us a little bit of a tragic story about ted cord i don't want to get too much into it but it does tip the scales in the DC universe and changes uh, a lot and we actually and it's definitely one of those books I would recommend you check out next on our list is a great a little bit more lighthearted and fun series it's booster gold blue and gold now this is a limited series that focuses on the camaraderie between booster gold and ted cord blue Be- the blue beetle ted cord so that's the second blue beetle and this is just a fun series written by jeff johns and the art is done by dan jurgens um, who also did the uh, death of superman series uh, lastly on our list is going to be Blue Beetle Rebirth Volume 1 titled The More Things to Change. This is a series where we have a whole new beginning of Jaime Reyes and a So the last on our list is Blue Beetle Rebirth Volume 1 The More Things to Change. We'd recommend this series because this is a, the series that brought Ted Cord back into the DC universe, um, and it involves him kind of preach, kind of training Jaime Reyes to become the predecessor Blue Beetle. It was great when they revamped this with the Rebirth series. I had to get it, so I would recommend it to our audience. So if you're interested in any of these comic book recommendations, we're going to leave a list on our website for you, and you yep. can you can find those at mycomicuniverse.com. Yep, and I know this isn't a comic book recommendation, but I feel like this is definitely needed in our recommend in our recommendation section. Season two of Young Justice. Oh, right. Okay, like I wouldn't normally recommend something that's not a comic book in our comic book recommendations, but this is a great one because season two really focuses on the Reach, Jaime's yes, connection to the Scarab and the Reach, and the whole invasion kind of takeover storyline. So uh, it's a fun one. It's great. It's one of my favorite seasons of Young Justice. Mm-hmm. And uh, after watching the Blue Beetle movie, I kind of went back and rewatched that season. It's a, a great follow up you know after watching the blue beetle it's movie a, it really is it's that was my favorite season too brandon it was good great. recommendation actually i would really i would recommend it as well honestly the whole young justice series yeah, is pretty definitely. good definitely but just for blue beetle specifically season two is the one that you're going to want to and the last thing we want to talk about is the next episode of our podcast that's right it's going to be a fun episode they all are but this one is going to be great because it's a little bit different twist it's not one of the major dc or marvel oh right so we have a new show coming out called Gen V, which is a spinoff of The Boys. One of my favorite independent series that came out from Dynamite's uh, comics. Exactly, yep. And it's on Amazon. So, uh, yeah, we're excited to talk about it. You know, The Boys is one of our favorite shows. So, you know, this is going to be a great episode. Yeah, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg uh, series to talk about again. Yeah, they seem like they can't miss. So, yeah, they really can't. Make sure you 
catch us on our next episode. Thanks for tuning into this one. Thanks for joining us. Yes, this was a great episode on Blue Beetle. We will see you on our next podcast. And don't forget to check us out here at mycomicuniverse.com. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm your other host, Brian. We'll catch you next time. See ya.